0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Saturday, it's spinny Saturday. Kai's getting it going. I'm trying to. It's harder when I'm talking, Uh, but we're here Three-man weave, Field of 68's best bets here on YouTube and Twitter, streaming live on Twitter as well. Uh, Shout out to Bet Rivers, our wonderful sponsor, for making this all happen. We are here to go through 148 basketball games. We will give all of them 10 minutes, so we're going to finish at (laughs) midnight, I think, sometime. Uh, We're not going to watch any of the games. We're just going to talk to them all. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to hit as many as we can, though. Kai's my chats are today, so folks, pester him with your questions. Sorry, I'm condemning you to a... A world of hurt there, Kai. I can handle it. Let's start with quick takeaways from Friday, or you can even go back to Thursday if you want, since we did not have a best bets show yesterday. Matt, I'm going to you first.
2: Some good late night action, Jim. I was loco for Lobos. Overtime dub for the host there at the pit. Very impressive Boise State, though. Like this team had been a quiet ATS machine lately. Um, They got a big in that game. I think they're all the way legit. Crazy to think that this team is better than last year's or any of the prior years that Mister Rice is feeling there, um, Boise is that one team where you see their number. It's like God, really? That's the spread, but this team's very good. So do not fade them. That's kind of my piece of advice.
3: Yeah, New Mexico did not cover that game.
2: They only won by two. Yeah, closing. Uh, I think closed like two and a half, whatever. But yeah, we I mean, went to OT. So you're fortunate either way. Uh,
3: well, you're not. If you're well, sorry record. on on one way. <laughs> I should say yeah. Uh, yeah, my takeaway. Uh, the Illinois game sucked. Went to Champaign on Thursday. <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. Penn State rocks. Iona, what are you doing? Overtime with Manhattan. A loss to Ryder, a blowout loss to Quinnipiac. 0-4, last eight uh, against the spread last four games for Iona and the MAC. The Rick Patino coaching rumors, Jim, have to think plays a role.
1: Yeah, I, I know they've got a few injuries, but they're still just like over Manhattan talent-wise. I, I can't believe that went to overtime. I, my takeaway was, what are you doing? Stop this. How much are you going to play with your food? It's going to bite you. It did bite him against Ryder. Probably should have bit him yesterday, but they extended it over time. Iona, you disgust me. Okay, let's get in today. There's so much to talk about. So many games to cover. We've got uh, top half of the slate, kind of a menagerie, and then after Chat Mob Part 1 is all Big 12. So, folks, those questions will be coming. Those games will be coming. But we're starting with UCLA at Arizona. Huge one out west. Surprised this was a relatively early tip. I thought this would be like oh the yeah. big nightcap, but it is too eastern on ABC, so it'd be noon local. Kai, going to you first here. Arizona basically needs this, or the Pac-12 title hopes are already over before the end of January. Mm-hmm. Do they get the job done?
3: Yeah, huge game, right? UCLA takes commanding conference lead if they win this game, all but wrapped up uh for the Pac-12 standings. Zona would fall to five and four, which would be yikes and also very unexpected. No doubt a huge motivation spot here, Matt. Perhaps Zona's also riding with a little bit more confidence after handling USC so easily. Uh, These teams split the series last year. Each won their game at home, and then Arizona beat them in the uh, championship, beat UCLA in the Pac-12 championship. They just need to keep UCLA off the glass. They did a great job against USC. Their numbers have been bad on the defensive rebounding uh, uh, Well, numbers but they have plenty of front court size and they can rebound at a high level like they did against USC. I think they can do a good job against UCLA today. A good shooting game would also help. They were due for an offensive explosion. They got it against USC. Hopefully they get one more here. I think it's a great, great spot for Arizona. They did take money. I lean their way against the Bruins.
2: Yeah, everyone in their I've not see one person on UCLA out there. Everyone in their mother is on Arizona Thanks. here, and I, I think it's the right the right play. Um, there's a couple where I think the steam was so substantial last night on one side, but I do think even at current prices, I'd probably still take it. Uh, Wildcats fall in that boat, Jim. I worry about the guard play. I don't like betting. Against, I'm sorry, betting on the inferior backcourt, which is how I view Arizona's backcourt relative to UCLA, especially with the way Tigers been playing. Um, And that's just a gritty veteran road tested UCLA team. Like they're not going to be, you know, bothered by the McHale venue. So I, I have hesitancy to back Arizona, but I do think that's the right play here.
1: They were a little bothered by it last year, Matthew. I was in the house yeah. for it, and I guess hey, you're Jaime Jaquez was playing on two like bad ankles. I was a little bit uh, part of it as well, but Tubelis was also like barely a part of that game because of his own ankle issues, so maybe not taking away a ton from that. I, I think Kai's discussion about the lane is important. The paint, Arizona should dominate there. Uh, Adem Bona's been solid for UCLA, but he's not Balo. He's not Tubelis. I think Arizona can clean up in there. Spot makes sense. Matt, you mentioned a lot of uh people on, on Arizona. I was on a show yesterday and the, the clip got posted right away after where I was talking up Arizona. So they're all just copying me. That's what I'm saying. Coffee I was that was at like five PM Central. So yeah. yeah, they're they're just they're just chasing that. Um still in Arizona. It's flipped from uh mm-hmm. Arizona mm-hmm. dog to Arizona minus two now at Bet Rivers. I still think it's a, a decent decent number, not as good as them getting we uh, just it. take money line if you really want to get in late. That's what I would do. All right, next up, Marquette at Seton Hall. Similar-ish game here, um, at least in the spread. Marquette laying two on the road. Man, Seton Hall coming up a giant emotional comeback win against UConn, Kai. uh, Rather impressive. I didn't expect them to come from all the way back down there. It seemed like it was a get-right spot for UConn. But the Pirates get that late, late winner on the uh, Indefo putback, do we trust Marquette here going on the road as the new Big East favorites per Ken Palm's projections?
3: I trust Marquette. Yeah, I was surprised that Seton Hall kind of took money here. There's market pushback here. Uh, I I know it was two for a long time. I see one and a half. I think a bet rivers is still two uh, in favor of Marquette here. Uh, Yeah. Why? Why bet on Seton Hall? I I understand um, they've won their last four games. But gosh, man, UConn was up 17. They were cruising in that game. That UConn game closed five. Is UConn three points, three and a half points better than Marquette on a neutral floor? I don't think so right now. No chance. Game one, Marquette won by 14. They were up 19 in that game, Matt. Never competitive. 1.26 points per possession for Marquette against the Hall defense. I think they can do it again. They have number one offense in the country. They can tear it up. Uh, So many weapons, such good ball movement. And Hall on offense, they did own the glass in game one. They likely will again, but the turnovers caused some issues. Marquette can do that again. I'm not super worried about the free throw line for Seton Hall. They're a terrible free throw shooting team. They shot like 50% in game one. It's kind of repeatable. They're just not very good in the free throw line. I like Marquette here. It's my best bet. Minus two.
2: Yeah, I've been higher on Hall than I think most people. So I, I kind of understand or respect the money that came in on Seton Hall. I still think it's too cheap, though. Um, I think it's just exceedingly disrespectful to Marquette and how they've played away from home this season. Um, yeah, I, I would lean that way. Like, I think this is kind of a, just to a don't overthink it. This feels a little too short. Now, Seton Hall's playing better, but I, I think it's a little too short. I'd take Marquette here.
1: Yep, I would too. I think they can force turnovers. I know Seton Hall can probably beat them up on the glass. They just had a game-winning offensive rebound, and Marquette's a terrible defensive rebounding team. That's Seton Hall's best route to offense right now, mm-hmm. but I think Marquette kind of runs them over in, in every other aspect of the game. That offensive ball movement is so gorgeous. Kolek and Nigadaro just like the, the incredible two-man game. I love when they're... Dishing back and forth, Colak's hitting pocket passes. And then that doesn't even count in Cam Jones, who's their leading scorer. I, yeah. Mar- Marquette's just it's still weirdly, like maybe vaguely undervalued, but Seton Hall's figuring some things out. But I, I it's it's golden eagles for me there. Next up, it's our tigers, Kai. Alabama at Mizzou. I'm actually gonna go to Matthew first here to try to get the rational outsiders take. Yes, and then Kai, you're gonna you're gonna hammer with your bias coming in. <laughs> Um, Mizzou has taken money here. It's bet yeah. down from six to four and a half. Alabama, the road favorite. Man, I got some numbers here. I'm going to hold off on those until you tell the people how a non-Mizzou alum should feel about this game.
2: I think you should look at this game and think, wow, Bama only minus five at Mizzou. Doesn't that feel cheap? That's kind of how I felt about it. Um, But I think this is still a very good Mizzou is a team that I think will play really well in big home dog spots this season, the rest of the year, save the KU debacle. I think that's kind of in the rear view. Like Mizzou, I think, has gotten better from that. They're a little bit a different team. We've seen them play well in good home spots before. Arkansas, just like riding that mojo down the stretch to get that win. Um, in a game that'll play a little helter-skelter, I think that matters. I, I I really do. So kind of a cliche narrative, I suppose. But I do like Mizzou at plus five. I don't love it. Um, but I guess wow. I, I'd, wor- I'd warn those who looked at that and thought that was too short before jumping to bet Bama because I, I kind of like uh, I can see Mizzou winning this game as shocking as that is.
3: Look, I, I made it shorter than five and a half. It's four and a half. Now yeah. I, I stayed away. Bama's a different beast, man. I mean, best offense in the SEC versus the number 10 defense. They're going to score at will. Betty is going to have a field day inside. Frankly, I, if there's a prop out there for his rebounds. Take the over. I think it's an automatic hit. If he plays, didn't get in foul trouble. Who guards Brandon Miller? I, Mizzou. Probably go zone. That's kind of scary against their athleticism, Alabama's athleticism. But I guess Hodge or Kobe Brown could try. Kobe Brown, by the way, bit of a bum ankle. I think he's going to play, but he did tweak it at the end of the Arkansas game. That's a concern. It's all about hitting shots, Jim, for Mizzou. They get looks. They do move the ball really well. But they have not been shooting well lately. You're not getting anything against Alabama inside. I don't think you're getting anything at the rim. So they have to shoot, and they have to get out and transition. A transition game actually works in Mizzou's favor, in my opinion. I think they struggle when they are confined to the half court. And I think Alabama wants to run, so maybe they can find success there. We'll see. I'm just saying go Tigers and staying away from the actual betting aspect. Yeah, I'm I'm much closer to betting Alabama
1: than I am my Tigers. Um, I went way too deep on the numbers in this game, so I'm just going to give you all of them. You can ignore them if you, if you choose to. Hit us. Kai, you mentioned Alabama is the best offense in the SEC. They also have the best defense in the SEC. Uh, they are that dominant right now. That's with Tennessee. That includes a a league with Tennessee. Alabama has the best defense in league play right now. Uh, Alabama also number one in three-point attempt rate and three-point percentage. That's very scary against Mizzou's D That is kind of willingly surrenders threes at times. Uh, And then Alabama also number one in the league in two-point percentage defense, which is like the biggest strength of Mizzou's offense is creating some of those uh, inside opportunities, particularly off transition, which leads me to Alabama turnover rate. Not good overall, uh, 275th in the country. Mm. But in league play, it's 15.8, which is third in the SEC and would be top 30 nationally if they sustained it over the regular season. They have really tightened that up, and if Mizzou can't generate turnovers, that's a problem. Uh, last thing, Alabama 4-1 ATS on the road with a 9-point cover margin. Like They yeah, have been an awesome team on the road. Mm. Mizzou just 6-6 six and six at home. Matt, I worry this is closer to Kansas than Kentucky yeah. uh, as far as home Okay. spots. So Interesting.
2: We'll see. Hmm. No uh, faith.
1: Alabama's just better than Kentucky was. I, then,
2: I agree frankly, with that. So. I think the zone point Kai kind of made is key. I, I think Bama against zone could make them look a little more mortal on offense. That's uh, did you hear there. me say they're the number one three-point
1: attempt rate and three-point percentage?
2: Yeah. They're gonna I, dominate I, the offensive I, the class, way they get, The way point. they get those looks are driving kick. It's, it's catch and shoot with pass, and it's just a different rhythm. I don't know. I think that just tends to throw awesome man-to-man offenses off for at least a bit. We'll see
1: it's it'd be tight or nothing for me there. I'm sorry, Tigers. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. Virginia at wake forest going to the ACC, Virginia, three point favorite on the road here, rather large for them as well. They want to keep pace with Clemson atop the league. They're, they're still a game back, but they, they need to just keep on winning. Kai, do the, do the Cavs get it done here? Wake just had a huge home win against those tigers. Those orange tigers. I just mentioned,
3: do they keep it rolling and get another one against Virginia? Yeah, it's a big game for both teams for the ACC standings. They're both 6-2, and second place with Pitt and Miami. Both have won four straight, although Virginia's schedule, you could argue, is a lot tougher over that span. Wake's offense, man, has been humming. Number one, Matt, in ACC play, shooting, of course, a big reason. They have the best three-point percentage. They have the third-highest three-point attempt rate. Hey, that seems a little bit key against the pack line. Wow, being able to shoot threes seems like a good matchup edge for Wake Forest. But Virginia's been winning, man. They They... They look. I can't say they look dominant, but they're their usual crockpot self, right? They they play mistake-free basketball. They just win basketball games. They're going to win the ACC. I'd put money on it. Um, Wake did beat them last year, by the way. I think they can do it again. But three is a pretty fair line. I'm staying away. Yeah, another
2: one of the overnight action just I think sniffed out the obvious misprice. Um, in my opinion, yeah, I had Wake much lower, closer to a pick actually. Just very frustrating that I've been backing Wake a lot this year, or at least I was earlier than I look at the like LSU loss, which doesn't make any sense. The Rutgers blowout, which I know Rutgers has been awesome, but outside of those games, like Appalachian State, I know they were getting a little bit banged up at that point, but sense really good. Steve Forbes, we love. Virginia, we're all sort of in the, yeah, this team just wasn't as good as we thought back in late November. I'm still in that camp, so I, I lean this way, but again, Price is basically stale at this point, so no bet.
1: Yeah, nothing for me here either. I think it's a very fair line. Ty's point about the crock potting is, is well taken. I think um, Virginia has just been super disciplined. Like the Florida State game, they it was like kind of a shootout for a, a relative uh, for Virginia standards. And then Florida State couldn't score the final four minutes. They, they just have that like extra gear defensively where they can throttle you. Uh, and that scares me a little bit for Wake Forest. So I'm just going to sit that one out, see what happens with the ACC racement, because it's. It's wide open, quite honestly. I'm with Kai. I think Virginia wins, but who knows?
3: All right, Kai, you are my czar. I'm going to go to you for questions. All right, let's do it, guys. We're starting off with Ethan, a little two-pack here. Oral Roberts and North Dakota, Matthew. The Bobberts Eagles have been crushing the summit. They're minus 13 on the road up at Bet Rivers. What do you think? I kind of like laying
2: these dominant conference teams as large road favorites. I just think that there's this bogus home court baked in that means nothing. Um, North Dakota has been, I just don't think they're that good, right? All these summit teams have been very Jekyll and Heidi, but this is what I'm looking to say with an Oral Roberts team. I'm like pretty all in on this. This is the best team we've seen out of this team in forever. I'll just throw in maybe related to your
1: wanting to take the dominant road teams. Home dogs the last week are sub 40%. 42 and 64 against
2: after an awesome start to the year. Right. So it's like a really hard
3: reverse uh, pendulum
1: swing. Yeah, Yeah. The the home dogs in conference have not been strong.
3: All right, Jim, Oregon and Stanford. Oregon is minus three and a half on the road at Stanford. Do you have any idea how to handicap the ducks?
1: Not really. And Stanford's dominant performance against the Beavers was a little bit confusing, but I'm going to kind of stick with Oregon's been awesome on Saturdays. Uh, I think they just kind of get right for these big night games. They've taken a little bit of money, I believe, uh, with it going up over three and a half. But uh, I would still lean towards the Ducks. Probably wouldn't lay over a possession, though. Quack.
3: Let's go with uh, Matthew in the chat. Sure. I'm going to Matthew in this forum as well. Cornell at Harvard. Cornell is minus one at Harvard, Matthew. Your thoughts?
2: Didn't overthink it. Just took Cornell. Um, I know it's maybe not a great price. Uh, You could argue that there's a talent gap here. Coaching mismatch is huge. Cornell executes... I know Harvard's had like all week to prep for it. It's kind of an edge you could argue in this in some of these Ivy matchups. It negates the schematic nuances, but uh I still think Cornell wins, plain simple.
3: All right, to so Jim. Connor asks about Montana State and Montana, basically a pick at Bet Rivers. I've stubbornly been a Montana believer and not a Montana
1: State's not quite as good as they were last year when they won the league. So I'm leaning towards the Grizz at home. But, man, I, I don't have a great read on the Big Sky this year. I wouldn't say a lot of those spread games have made sense to me. Eastern Washington being the dominant team is sort of confusing to me. Uh,
3: so lean towards Montana, but not a ton there, and I don't have a take on the total. Uh, question, or two in the chat, FIU, UTSA, over. I would caution against the over without knowing Metter's status for UTSA. He is their best player. He missed last game. I would assume he's out again. Uh, I, th- I think he was doubtful to play today. So I would, yeah. I would tread, tread lightly there.
1: Highest usage guy, creator, ball screen operator,
2: biggest assist guy. Like, it's it's tough for that offense mm. to function without him. Don't bet that game. That's the bit widest range of outcome game on the board today. Don't bet that game.
3: I bet the game. I bet FIU. Did All you right. really? Good for you.
0: Matthew. Older Sa- man than I. Yeah.
3: Santa Clara, St. Mary's, 12-point spread. St. Mary's favored by 12. Hey, game one, three-point game. What do you think?
2: I think this is the time to, I'm not trying to say sell, say, St. Mary's, but like this is a big number for a really good Clara team um, and a pretty short home travel situation. So I I would recommend Clara's small. Not going to fade St. Mary's big, obviously. They've just been an absolute freight train, but
3: I think it's a huge number. I think it's worth noting St. Mary's was up by like 15 that first game. They, it, yeah, it was not a three-point game. They're up by 20 in every game. It yeah, seems yeah, ridiculous. They're really good. St. Mary's uh, first half, Clara full game. There you go. That's my hedge. Jim and the Sunbelt, South Alabama's taking a lot of money. They are now minus three Road dogs at Coastal Carolina, who's coming off an overtime win. What do you think?
1: Probably has something to do with it that that uh, the overtime factor. But I think Coastal's more competent than this line gives them credit for. Uh, I would have this closer to a pick 'em. I'm surprised South Alabama's taking so much money. Um, I yeah, it'd
3: be it'd be the chomps for me, Kai. Staying with Harry Matthew and a Sun battle, Stetson and Jacksonville State. Stetson is minus five at home.
2: Yeah, Jacksonville State, your Gamecocks, took some money. Uh, they played competitively last game against Florida Gulf Coast, but I think it's a Florida Gulf Coast issue, not a Gamecocks impressive effort. I like Stetson at the cheaper price at five.
0: Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better.
3: That's a long trip. Oh, sorry, that wasn't even asked about. Gosh, I got my games mixed up. Utah Valley was the one that was asked about. They played Seattle recently. They're at Grand Canyon, Gym, a place you have been today. Or excuse me, you have been in the past. Grand Canyon is minus two and a half. What do you think?
1: Yeah, GCU has been pretty solid without Blackshear, the preseason WAC player of the year. Well coached. But I'll take Utah Valley as a dog here, Matt. I think both teams are very well coached. Utah Valley has got the size to compete. And again, Noah Udreogo for Uh, Grand Canyon, so that's two starters. They're down, and while they've been really good with Rayshon Harrison being the featured piece, Utah Valley's, uh, I think, got the bounce back coming after the Seattle loss, and and yeah, I I like Utah Valley there.
2: I think Utah Valley's a better team. Kind of like, how much do you think the home's worth and what's the spot worth, I guess?
3: That's why it's two and a half, I suppose, Matthew. Yep. Yep. Jack says, Indiana State, Murray State. Murray State is really good at home, but Indiana State is one of the best teams in the league. Wow, spreads four, minus four Indiana State.
2: I'm not saying As Indiana much. State. Not fading it. Yeah, it's too much, especially for a Valley team. Prom. Not familiar with shirts and stuff. I, I, I just not gonna. They haven't played this year. Right first meeting, I believe. Correct. I would not fade Indiana State here. That's all I'll say. I know it does feel big. Yeah, but I, in the same vein, I wouldn't take,
1: or I wouldn't take Indiana State because Murray's so dominant at home. At home, yeah, no the splits real. At home, yeah, like
3: that. that home court is very real. Gosh, somehow, somehow, Murray State's only two and four at home this year. ATS. Hmm. That, that does surprise me. All right. Uh, Lonte, Jim, Southern Miss is his best bet against James Madison. It's around a round of pick. What do you think?
1: I'm kind of – I'm, I'm st- sitting out on sides with Southern Miss while Neftali Alvarez gets back in there. He's coming back from his foot injury that kept him out like a ton of last year, and he missed a lot this year. He was really bad in his return, like super rusty. But I do like the over here. I think there's a ton of points. Both these teams have been playing some of the slower – Sunbelt squads, and now yeah. they're kind of going to unleash with each other, play a little bit of a track meet. James Madison's got Bottle Morse back. He loves to run. So, yeah, I like the over, but side, I don't have a strong
3: take on. I like JMU on the side. I think they get it done after the OT. Matt, would you lay 18 points on the road with Gonzaga at Pacific? This question's from Alec. It's up to 18? 18. It was 15
2: and a half when I was watching. Okay, yeah. No, I wouldn't 18. 15 and a half, I, I think, Jim, you're our guy Tim Murray had the right handicap here. Just... Gonzaga off the LMU loss. Pacific's not that good. I just think you get Gonzaga and a guaranteed highly motivated spot on the road.
3: Yeah, it's Gonzaga's also not very good. So. Right. I know. I think they're still 18 points better than Pacific, though. I do. Even this Jim, Gonzaga. Jim, the other part of Alex two-pack here, NC State at UNC, a game that did not make the rundown. There's a lot of good games today. Uh yep. UNC owns NC State. I think they're like 35 and 7 in the last 42 meetings, something like that. What do you think?
1: I have it,
3: NC State's been like,
1: not not really whack because I haven't bet their games, but every time I think I have a read on them, I look at the score and I'm like, wow, that's not at all what I expected. Uh, interesting backcourt matchup here. I think there's a chance NC State has a better backcourt. Davis has been All-American yeah. level, but Caleb Love's st- stats in conference play are terrible, like terrible through eight games. I think NC State kind of takes advantage of that. As long as Baycott doesn't go too nuts inside, which he probably will because NC State's missing bigs, um, I actually kind of lean towards
3: NC State, guy.
2: Yeah, Nance back last game. Didn't look great, but like, kind of notable. I mean, that's that could be
3: a huge edge up front. All right, I'm holstering the rest of these. We got a bunch. Oh, we got a bunch. It's a big slate today. We're going back to the rundown, though. All right, let's talk Big 12. This is Big 12 Corner
1: with the three-man weave on Field 68's Best <laughs> Bets, sponsored by Bet Rivers. <laughs> nice. Texas at West Virginia, we're starting. Uh, Matt, going to you first here. i i I like west virginia this is a rare sentence for me to utter on this program but uh only one point favorite at home there's been a little bit of texas money i'm still hesitant to totally trust texas i know they've been pretty solid but they won a lot of close games and west virginia actually got off the schneid last game got a big home victory i think they get a second one in a row here do you agree
2: yes i do i'm actually waiting i'm hoping more texas money comes in um no, you hit all my points. I'm just a little more on this right. West Virginia team than most people, and I'm not all the way sold on Texas, and just a good spot to back Texas. We're at that point in the season, Kai, where the spots I think mean a ton for these big, um, especially yeah. the high, high level, mm-hmm. like Big 12 and Big 10, especially Big East, obviously this year has been awesome too, but spots matter, and I think West Virginia has the better spot today.
3: Yeah, Jim said it. They got they got off the schneid, right? They, they have a big win against TCU now. They're still top 25 in Kempom. They're very dangerous despite being... One and five in the Big 12. They need wins. Their resume is very shallow. They could use this win a lot against Texas, who, in my opinion, is still a great team, but they can be beaten. They're just one and five against the spread in their last six, 12, excuse me, last six Big 12 games. Two and eight against the spread their last 10. So the value is coming down on Texas. It's not just a feeling. It's it's actually true market-wise. West Virginia needs to be physical. They need to drag the more talented Texas team into the mud, I tend to think they can. And Texas seems more of like a finesse team to me, Jim. That That's the vibe I sort of get. Huggins yeah, tends have, to tends to beat finesse teams.
1: They don't have, like, the big burly big men or, like, dominant shot blocker types. Like, Disu and, and Christian Bishop aren't, like, hyper-physical type in, in the paint. Maybe they're a little uh, physical on the perimeter. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think West Virginia can kind of muck this game up. I love the point you hit on being 2-8 against the spread last 10 that roughly coincides with Mr. Beard exiting stage left. Yep. And yeah, that that kind of confirms I test stuff with this Texas team with
2: you. I like West Virginia. Matt, you. One more cherry on top. The Trey Mitchell revenge angle to me feels very (laughs) real, especially coming off the game. He just fouled out against TCU as basically a non-factor. He's just been sitting, chopping at the bit. He cannot wait to hook the horns there. Cannot wait. I like him. Matt's going horns down.
1: 15-yard penalty on the three-man weave there. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) ridiculous thing! my like,
2: conduct. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, next up, Baylor at Oklahoma. This is another one I I gave out in the the contest mat that you talked about that the since got going. I got Baylor at pick because we are able to lock the lines when we send them. That's huge. But it is now minus two and a half. Kai the Bears have taken a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I agree with it. I just think this team's getting right. They're figuring yep. things out. Um, Oklahoma's defense is all under screening, force you to play iso ball. And guess what? Baylor is totally okay
3: with that with their backcourt. So matchup, spot, ascendance of, of Baylor right now. I like the Bears. Bears, I never left you, man. I'm still fully on this team. I still think they're a contender. Never left. Three straight wins, three straight covers. And let's not forget, they lost to TCU by one at home after being up 17. They lost to K-State by two in overtime after being up six. This team could be five and one and tied for first in the Big 12. Easily. Uh, so this team has always been good. They're they're just now showing it more in an ATS perspective, Matt. We'll, sh- we'll say, oh, you're tough, but the talent's not there. Uh, they get by by being well-coached, disciplined, solid defensively. Baylor's offense has been unstoppable in B- Big 12 play. They have the best offensive rebounding rate, turnover rate, free throw attempt rate. They shoot, score, everything. Keontae George is a star. And while they do have the worst defense in the Big 12, no doubt Porter Moser's cutting schemes can probably slice them up a bit. I'm not really worried about them punishing them on this end. So give me the bears two and a half. Yeah. It's getting a little high, but lean their way.
2: Yep. Yeah, and on bears still, I worry about, because you mentioned, you know, Baylor's defense. I'm still not all the way sold as fixed. That was, that was always been my concern with this team is offensively. They are going to get it going. They have with their weapon, with their perimeter shot, making all that stuff, but not all the way sold defensively worried about, Porter Moser in a desperate, desperate home spot. Um, but, Jim, I think you hit the right side here. I'm kind of mad I I passed at pick last night. Now I'm looking and kicking myself. I didn't take my eyes, too. Um, it's just a categorically more talented team, and I don't think there's, like, a massive coaching disparity here. Also, mm-hmm. short bench with Bonner out. Haven't played since Tuesday. Extra time off to rest and uh, Prepare, excuse me. So I think it does help Baylor a little bit as well.
1: Yeah, Kai, you kind of – your last sentence hit on it. Like, I think Baylor's defensive weakness is you can – smash them inside a little bit. if you've got real big physical ins- interior players, that's good. but that's not what Tanner groves is. he's more finesse He'd take you outside and shoot. They have a great two point percentage offense, but it's not from physicality. it's from execution. and I, I think Baylor can at least hold up against that a little bit and maybe uh, pack the paint against this Oklahoma team. So yeah, Baylor for me. all right, next up, Iowa State at Oklahoma State. We had a flip on the favorite here, Matthew. Iowa State opened as a short dog. They are now a minus one favorite at Gallagher-Iba Arena. My big question on this matchup, can Oklahoma State avoid turning the ball over? That's always the classic question against the Cyclones. What do you think?
2: This is a think small, win big, quick look at the number Iowa State, Oklahoma State, just take Iowa State. Better team. They have been for the last three weeks. Um, CSA came back for Oklahoma State last game. He was basically a non-factor. He played two um, was, minutes. He played two yeah. He was in no way relevant in that absurdly annoying comeback that the uh, Pokes mounted against our Sooners. I think that was largely an Oklahoma issue, which we've seen them go through massive scoring droughts all year. I know Oklahoma State's defense is still very good without Cisse, mm-hmm. um, but the offense was still – porous they got you know some, I think, lucky shot making there to kind of carry that run. I'm not an Oklahoma State backer. I just don't believe in it. Iowa State, ride the wave, Kai, clones. Boom.
3: Yeah, Iowa State's looked like the best team in the league. They've covered all six games. They have over 12-point cover margin in Big 12 play. They've been they've been awesome. Uh in Oklahoma State, they they got back in the win column. They commanded Oklahoma and maybe CSA plays a little bit more. They could really use them because Iowa State is darn good defensively, but one area you can kind of beat them. Is getting inside, pump faking, getting their bigs in foul trouble, and getting to the rim. Maybe Oklahoma State can get there. I don't know. I don't see it. Too many turnovers, in my opinion, Jim for Oklahoma State. And Iowa State's offense has been good in the Big 12. I mean, shooting, of course, part of the prop part of the uh the success probably due to come down eventually. Oklahoma State's a tough place to play, but I've been too impressed with Iowa State. I lean their way. The team just fits. There aren't any egos. It's a perfect mesh for me.
1: Yep, it's that's credit to Otzelberger for getting everybody to blend that way. Like I said, my question to Matt: I think turnovers are the ultimate question here. Issue with Oklahoma State's matchup: they turn the ball over quite a bit outside the top 300 in turnover rate. And Iowa State is the best turnover forcing team in the country. They will punish you if that's the if that's the case. I saw, I think it was like a random it might have been an Oklahoma State blog or just an Oklahoma State fan. They called Gallagher Iba. This could be Cameron Indoor West, and I just. It's a great <laughs> home environment. It's not Cameron. Indoor Ooh, relax. So relax. yeah, yeah. It, it, when, when they have big games, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's a great venue though. I do it's think crowded, it's a very great, it's a great, venue. but I am, there's I too many concede. dips in the venue for it to be on par with something like Cameron. That's up for every single game, no matter who they're playing. Last one from the big 12 apologies to Texas tech and K state, but Texas tech, sorry, you haven't earned being on the outline. You don't get to be here. TCU at Kansas. Jayhawks seven and a half point home favorites opened at nine in some places. TCU money. Kai, that could be because Kansas is 0 and four as a home favorite. Last four haven't really gotten even close to covering any of those games. Does that
3: continue today with TCU in town? Yeah, I'll preface this with this. Kansas is really, really good. Jalen Wilson, player of the year candidate. He's the only guy that looks remotely close to challenging Edie. I watched him score 38 against Kansas State. They couldn't stop them, and this team plays very well together. There's not a lot, of, a lot of weaknesses. Now, Matt, they're just two and three against the spread in Big Twelve play, and they're a few possessions away from being four and two, three and three, or two and four straight up in conference. KU has not been dominating the Big Twelve this year, uh, like their record suggests. But TC is hard to figure out. They look to be back one game and disappear the next. I'm on the side that they're good, but can they compete here? I don't know. They have to punish them inside. KJ Adams is super strong. But Lampkin has to win that matchup. He has to be tougher. He has to beat them there. Unfortunately, the whistle probably goes in KU's favor. That's pretty tough for a TCU team that kind of relies on the whistle. Defensively, they have to make the Jayhawks uncomfortable. Can they do it? We'll see. I lean towards TCU at plus seven and a half, but I understand the line. Uh, It's worth noting, though, Kansas has not beaten – excuse me, they've beaten one Big 12 team by more than four points this year in six games. Just one.
2: Yeah, I'm going to – sprinkle some more praise on our guy, Scotty Schaaf in the chat, like Kansas at home as a large favorite has not been great this season. Um, And I think it's a product of the conference. Everyone's just really, really competitive and everyone's really, really desperate to get wins. Everyone's all in every game. Um, All that cliche aside, Jim seven and a half just jumped out as too many. And I know I'm not even as big of a TCU uh, believer as you guys are, but this team, I think is, it's a good spot to back them. They're a little bit undervalued in general, still at this point in the season. And like, just, They're built with these long wings that you need to contain Jalen Wilson. If you can contain Wilson, you have a chance against KU because that really just puts a ton of on Grady Dick making shots. And outside of that, like I don't think they have a ton of other reliable scores. Like I do think they are pretty reliant on Wilson to kind of, you know, his gravitational pull on offense. Dwan Harris, I love, isn't like really a, you know, a terrifying threat to score 20 against you. I like TC here. I think they keep this hyper competitive all the way through.
1: Yeah, the wild part about the scoring, like KJ Adams has scored double digits in I think 10 straight games now. Like, he, he's, he's been, been nice, yeah, he's been good, really, I'll, really I'll good. I'll give him that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think TCU can win in the paint against him. He's strong, but not super tall, uh, and Lampkin can, can contest with strength for sure. Uh, TCU will, will get after it on the offensive glass. I also like the over here. Uh, TCU has been a like downhill freight train in transition, not really what you expect from Jamie Dixon, but they played really, really fast. And Kansas, I think, will accept that pace. So uh, efficiency maybe could be dicey in the half court, but I think there's enough transition possessions that the over makes sense. I like TCU. I think a touchdown is just too many, quite frankly, given the way Kansas has been as a home favorite and the way TCU is trending. So, yeah, I, I, would, I would go Horn Frogs. All right, before we get to best bets, Kai Chatmob
3: Part 2, what do you got for us? Rapid fire, boys, rapid fire. We got three 11 a.m. games that are tipping off soon, so let's talk about those real quick. Miami, Duke. Duke is taking money, likely because Jeremy Roach is available. Six and a half, in my opinion, is too high. I like Miami. Matt, going to you for Syracuse, Georgia Tech. Uh, your thoughts there. I think Syracuse is a, is a road favorite. Minus two and a half.
2: Absolutely no thoughts in this game. I just want to reiterate the point you made on last game. I would not bet Duke against Jimmy Laranega. That's not been a recipe for success.
3: So I, I would lean Canes there, even though Roach is in. Jim from Space Ace, Ole Miss on the road at Arkansas. Minus nine and a half for the Hogs. They've taken money. Yeah,
1: I still, it's the number's too high for me now, but I would lean towards Arkansas. Dashaun Ruffin's supposed to be back for Ole Miss. I just don't know if that matters. He's not the same guy right now. Uh, And Arkansas, it just
3: feels like get right home spot. And maybe if they're even at half, Arkansas second half, I think could be worth a look. Matt, back in the WCC, we got San Francisco and BYU. The Dons are minus one at home.
2: Allie BYU, honestly, um, just feel like they're the better team here. Not a terrible spot to back them. Uh, I like the Cougars. No strong
3: opinion, though. Tough one to read. Jim, Graham asks about the Akron Western Michigan total. It's right around 137. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I gut instinct doesn't say I have anything on it. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up my numbers real quick here. He likes the under. Um, yeah, I'd probably go under if anything, but I don't have a, a great take. Like uh, Western Michigan will play slowly against better teams. Akron is a better team. They're a half court grinder.
3: Yeah, I kind of talked myself in the under there. From Matthew in the chat, Southern Indiana is at SIUE. I would lean towards SIUE at minus five and a half. Um, uh, bounce back after more head loss. Southern Indiana, not as good on the road. They're a much better home team this season. Is uh, yep. they're, they're fully healthy, Edwardsville. Yeah, yeah, the SEMO that has the injury, my bad. That's right. Matt, UC Riverside has taken money against your bows. They are minus three at home.
2: I'm considering backing Hawaii here um i know it's like they, they've had a weird travel spot here where they've kind of had to go back to the mainland um on a shorter turnaround than they're used to i think historically so it's maybe why there could be a situational bet against them i still like the bows i think they're better yeah poland's back he played decently well Second that's like the money's largely Poland money yep.
3: yep question about campbell and charleston southern i took the under in this game no real feel inside the there. Hmm. Yep,
2: um, I agree. Kai
1: Campbell, I, I I just don't like Charleston Southern favored in Big South games. I don't think they're that
3: good. Yeah, I kind of thought Campbell just made sense. Yep, I'm with you, Jim. Jim, you think anyone's good is uh, good here? Auburn minus twelve and a half at South Carolina from Connor. Thoughts? Auburn's been better on the road than I
1: thought, and I think South Carolina is horrible and bad against really good athletes. And Auburn is fully loaded with good athletes. Twelve and a half is a lot for a road favorite,
3: though. So I would be hesitant to
1: go home run bet there. I'd still lean Auburn.
3: Matt OG sales is thinking about back into Paul today. Jalen Terry is out again. Bynum, I assume is out for Providence. Nine and a half point spread. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, the Paul's been scrappy. I don't think I'd like Providence as a double digit favorite. It's been back down to nine and a half. I'm not going to back it um, without Terry, but I think the Paul's the right play here. If you're looking to forge something. My guy, Caleb Murphy, returned, had eight points on 12 shots. That is Kayla Murphy special. Right He's a there. good defender, right, <laughs> though? I guess he helps on that end, sort of. I don't know.
3: Jim Scott asks about the battle of the troops, Navy, Army, Army minus one and a half at home.
1: Yeah, I lean towards the water troops. Uh, I just think they're a little bit better. Uh, Navy on the road. Uh, yeah, not, not much home at all in these matchups. It'd be Navy for me. Like they've had some weird games, crazy like games. Yes, Navy like got like twenty five and <laughs> collapsed, and Army one. So yeah,
2: maybe live betting is a good move. I lean Navy too. Yep, that one stuck out as well.
3: Matt from Ethan, do you like anything in Cleveland State? Right State, Right State minus three at home against a tough Viking squad lately.
2: Lean Right State, but I think you're right that toughness and physicality are, is can be the kryptonite of Right State. He's a little bit softer up front, so I didn't play just based on that matchup and based on how old the Vikes are playing lately.
3: Jets Pete, Texas State, Louisiana. I'm on Texas State plus three. I don't love it. Mason Harrell, we don't know his status. He's very important to Texas State. They're always hurt. I just like the spot for Texas State, so I can't in good conscience recommend that one necessarily. Jim Tooch asks about Delaware and Drexel. Delaware's taken a ton of money today. They are down to two and a half, I believe, on the road.
1: Those are the smart people, betting Delaware. agree yeah. with them. Uh, tried to get in four and a half for the contest last night. And before I could even email my picks, it was three and a half. Uh, so, yeah, it's been early and steady money on Delaware. Mm-hmm. Jameer Nelson Jr. is back. That's big time. Um, yeah. Kai, you mentioned Ebi Asamoa got banged up you, last you got game. Yep. I'm okay with that because Kevin Riley, the freshman, has been so good lately. So mm-hmm. they're not deep, Delaware, but you don't need to be against
2: Trexel. Everyone like is on Delaware today. Everyone. Oh, Hi. I'm in Delaware. I, me too. I'm with them. And I actually think Drexel's good too. So if I'm on Delaware, I think it's actually a good play because I can't possibly
3: be high enough on Drexel relative to the market, apparently. Matt from Liam, you like both these teams. Vanderbilt at Georgia. Georgia's favored by four.
2: Yeah, no, nothing for me. It just when I start to see that minus sign in front of the Georgia side, Mike, why I get a little bit hesitant. I think Vandy is playing better, actually.
3: Yep, I like Vandy. Uh, Youngstown on the road at Milwaukee from Nick. Tell you what, I lean towards Milwaukee, but I can't keep up with Youngstown's rating, so I stayed away. Teams, Plus really. Four points is a lot, I think, on the road. Good Milwaukee's been playing well, but Youngstown fading them. It's, it's been tough this year. Yep. Uh, Jim, I can't read who this is from. It's um, Who knows? Uh, but Ohio State and Iowa has been asked about quite a bit in the chat. Uh, Iowa's taking money. The line is now down to three, likely because Patrick McCaffrey is in today.
1: Yeah. Wow. Welcome back, Patrick. Hope he's, his mind's all right for that. Ohio state's been pretty bad lately, really in a rut. You'd think maybe get right home spot here, but the money indicates people are fans of Iowa. I would probably actually tilt more towards Ohio state back home. Although the Chris Holtman rumors swirling about Notre Dame, maybe that's a distraction. I don't buy that. It'd be Buckeyes for me yeah. at the lower number.
3: Matt NCA and T on the road at William and Mary minus one and a half for the tribe. Full disclosure. I liked A&T at three. But it's I did too. too much.
2: I did too. And I'm a tribe guy. So this is one where I'm like, hey, all you people that are trying to be on the William and Mary bandwagon that I started a couple of weeks ago when it was losing me money and now it's making you money. I'm going to go back the other way. I think NCAA and NCANT is just a categorically more athletic um, and underrated team. They played a tough schedule. I think this ANT team is pretty solid.
3: Jim Holy Cross from Pat is at Bucknell. Seven and a half point dogs, they've been good in the Patriot. Cross, cross. I like
1: the cross. The Crusaders there seven and a half is too many. Bucknell had some weird ups and downs in that league. Um, Holy Cross is competent. Not well. I agree. Relative to Patriot competition, 80. I'll, I'll take seven and a
3: half. Interesting one here. Clemson minus one at home against Virginia Tech. Clemson first place in the ACC. Couture second game back for Va Tech. Matt, any side here?
2: Now, this is one everyone and their mother's on Virginia Tech. I understand it. I do lean that way, but I'm not taking it at one. I respect Clemson, what they've done lately, even with those injuries. Yeah,
3: three down to one. If Dylan Hunter's is... out again, I think Virginia Chase Tech Hunter? is. Yeah.
2: So Chase, Hunter. Chase Hunter.
3: Yeah, I forgot about him. Good call, Jim. Yes. Yeah, you Virginia to Tech he's if he's up. out, but keep an eye on it. All right. A big one we have not talked about yet. Texas Tech on the road at K-State. Tech has taken a bit of money. It's down to three and a half. The octagon of doom, Jim. Which way do you lean? Yeah, I, I buy the, I think someone in the chat
1: said it feels like a letdown spot for K-State. I actually kind of agree. Um, they, they've they got that huge monster home win against Kansas coming off that. Texas Tech, the only issue is they might be broken. That's my one fear here, Matthew. You Jim, I fear. like
2: K-State. I like K-State. First time all year Dude. I like K-State, 100%. What? I know it's wow. like just the biggest fish bet after the win against KU. I like Tim Murray mentioning the never faded team out off a big win, but, just, but also a court storm. That was a court storm of all court storms. They're awesome. better than Texas Tech. I think they won today. They take care of
3: them. Uh, Matt, how about Kentucky? Minus five, hosting Texas A&M for Michael.
2: Yeah, two rocket ships in different capacities. I like Kentucky first half. I just worry about A&M's pressure in depth, maybe uh, catching up to a still not all the way solved, but being solved Kentucky team. I think it's a cheap price so to back Kentucky for the first half. I think they come out strong. Minus two and a half.
3: Ed asks about South Dakota State hosting Denver, minus 10. South Dakota State's looked a lot better recently. Still have guys out, still have Easley out, still have Apple out. I'm still not confident back in the Jack Bunnies. I hate to say it, but. Yeah,
1: I don't think Denver's been very good on the road. They have not. um, So I would lean Jack
3: Bunnies. I also like the over. I think there's a lot of points in that game. All right, three more here. The GSU battle, Jim. Georgia Southern, Georgia State. Georgia Southern's gotten crushed in the market. Up to six. Dwan Odom likely out for Georgia State. Your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I think I've lit enough money on fire with Georgia State this Me year. Too. Unfortunately, I'm sick. I'm done. <laughs> That's that like I would have to take it at the current number. I'd have to be on Georgia State, but I'm just gonna sit
3: on my hands and not lose any more on the Panthers. It's an insane price. It really is. Uh Tennessee State at Little Rock. I took Tennessee State. Um Little Rock had a bunch of guys out and sick last game. They might be back. I'm pretty unlucky with injury guessing. <laughs> Myron Gardner's the big one. He was sick last game. I bet he plays, but I still like Tennessee State.
1: Tennessee State's like talented. They're competent.
3: Yeah, I like your side. Tennessee State got up 40 to 15 on Eastern Illinois and won by four. Yeah. Hmm. Come on, Tigers. All right, Matt, last one to you before best bets. Utah Tech hosting New Mexico State, who is 0 7 in the WAC. What? That's a two-point spread in favor of Utah Tech.
2: Uh, I got news for you. This is actually the great segue. Kai, we'll go right into best bets after this, if you don't mind. Um, I'm going to do a best bet switcheroo, given some injury, rumors, concerns. Uh, The Jordan Dingle thing for Penn sounds very real. At least I'm too terrified to back Penn. So my best bet was going to be Penn, plus seven. I'm going to scratch that late switcheroo. New Mexico State. I think the money for Utah Tech is insane. I know New Mexico State's been terrible. They played fine for the last two games. I think they beat Utah Tech. I'm sorry. This just is I cannot believe I'm catching New Mexico State as a dog against Utah Tech. I'll never let myself forgive myself if I don't bet this. So, best bet. Boom. Aggies, lock it in. Two things for you there, Matt. Cam Gooden, hopefully still out for Utah Tech. <laughs> Yeah, like I believe I thought he was out for another week or something. Who yeah, knows? that's a big part of the assumption, but it's Utah Tech. No one reports.
1: And New Mexico State's been awful defensively in league play, but it's partially because opponents are making 42% of their threes. And like, I just don't buy that continuing. So maybe you get the the, the first Aggies win there in league play.
2: Plus two at Utah Tech, kind of coming from an hour away. They just played at uh, Utah Valley, right? It's an easy. Come on. Southern Utah. Southern Utah. Utah. Southern Utah. Is- it's right next door. St. George. It's fine.
3: Yeah, they lost by 40. I was like, okay. yeah, OK.
2: Southern Utah Utah's good, by the way. Separate. Yeah, they are. Discussion. Yeah,
3: they are. All right, well, that's Matt's best bet. Uh, My best bet, reminder, Marquette minus two. Eagles taking the short favorite. I don't really believe in Seton Hall. Jim?
1: Uh, Yep, two unders for me. One is the the bet I used in the contest. Tweeted it out this morning. South Dakota and Omaha, it's now 143.5, so that's my best bet for of 68. I got it a little bit higher, but I still think South Dakota's been much better defensively in conference. They're playing very slowly. I don't buy that their defensive numbers are as bad as they were in the non-con. And they had some weird off-the-court stuff going on. I think they're a little bit sharper on that end. Omaha willing to play slowly, not uh, not a sprint up and down team. So tempo's good there. Hopefully South Dakota's defense doesn't collapse. And the other one, it's going to be an old faithful for me on this program. Uh, I wish that the extra board was up for the contest because Texas A&M Commerce would be uh, just probably almost an auto bet for me on the under. They're just different than any, every Southland team. They want to play slow half court, grind you down. Don't let teams get in transition. That's what every other Southland team wants to do. Uh, the under worked out well on Thursday. Going to go back to the well commerce in Southeastern Louisiana under one forty one That is it for today, right at 11 AM central here. Games are tipping Ooh. off. So go watch those go enjoy it's NFL. It's a great sports day. It's a fantastic sports day. So hopefully everybody enjoys it. Hopefully everybody wins every single bet. Tough day for the book. Sweet. Um, yeah. Thank you, Feel68. Thank you, bet Rivers. Thanks, Trevor, Behind the Scenes, our producer. Thank you, Chat Mob. Well done today. We'll see you all on Monday. We'll, we'll let you know on schedule. Cheers.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.